What's going on, Sergi? How you doing? Tuesday. Great. Tuesday, Tuesday, right. Tuesday. I, I may trigger you today, so be careful. You may trigger me. Oh, let's see. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I may trigger myself with uh, <laughs> with the way the Bills played. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> killed it, bro. Come this on. Is... But, uh, I mean, honestly, like, it was, uh, for, for those who know uh, or don't know, uh, I live in Buffalo and, you know, Buffalo Bills fan through and through, through the good times and the bad for the many, 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 many years of horrible shit. We still uh, are in Bills country, but uh, uh, they've been doing good the last few years. And, um, you know, they just, they just can't, they just can't get over that divisional hump. They just can't okay. do it. So, so now, that, now that you brought it up right away, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put some salt on your wound. So, you know, you know, I, I read every email that I receive. I got a bunch of them today from different cities saying that ask Chris about wide right. So now that you started it, so you might as well, you know, go ahead. <laughs> That's not to Why me. That's right? to you all who sent me the emails. I, I, listened yeah, I already to saw a couple people in the comments already. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to the, I, I read the emails and I just transferred. Snow is melting in NYC or like, in New York, buddy. That, that's Snow what it melting. looks like. Wide right, buddy. <laughs> I know. Like, okay. For, first off, um, you know what? I'm actually going to come to the dude's defense a little bit because, first of oh, all, <laughs> uh, there should have been nobody going after him or his family or anything like that. That's absolutely unacceptable. Um, secondly, dude, you have the chance to try to tie up a game with you know a little bit of time left on the clock, and you are trying to win the game, and you don't really do that many kicks throughout the year because your team is actually pretty good in getting into the end zone. Uh, so you know you. Got that. And then on top of it, um, you know, all the pressure, all of the everything. I'd like to see anybody who's complaining go out there and try and make the kick. I guarantee you 99.9% .9 of those people won't even make it from the hash marks down to the end of the end zone because they can't kick it like that. Um, so I'm going to give him, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to give him a little uh, uh, there. But on the other side, dude, you're a kicker and you have one job to do. You literally kick the ball into the goalpost. And it doesn't matter if the pressure is on from lava being on the floor. I don't care, dude. That's your job. You cannot miss that, especially with no wind. And let's be real. There was no wind. You look at the flags that were on the top of the goalposts. They were not swaying at all. And so you had a clear kick to tie up that game. Uh, I guess as in Buffalo, well, we always have to say well, there's always next year. But I don't know. I'm waiting for the next Super Bowl. I'm, I'm waiting for the Super Bowl logo to come out. I'm hoping that there's going to be a blue in there. So maybe we can say it's going to be the Bills versus somebody. But uh, uh, unfortunately, I don't know yet. So uh, from what I heard, next year's Super Bowl is already picked. It's Steelers and um, I forget who else. Um, well, pressure, pressure does weird things to people. Okay. Some people can oh, perform yeah. under pressure. Some people cannot. And you know, having played soccer all my life at a very high level, and my son plays now, I've tried to kick the egg-shaped ball straight, okay? Aerodynamically, it's really a difficult thing to do. I can kick a soccer ball 80 yards, really relatively straight, but this thing, this thing like a squirrel, hitting a squirrel, bro. I've tried it many times off of a tee. That thing is not going anywhere. I'm like, nah, it's, it's not easy. It's not as easy as people think it is. So, yeah, give the, give the kicker a break now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, all right, Casey and Buffalo have been, you know, at heads the last couple of years. They're they're both really great teams. I got the the 
game overall was just absolutely amazing. It was probably it, it was the best playoff game this year, bar none. Um, and it was probably the best playoff game since the, the last KC Buffalo game two years ago. And, um, you know, they, they just put on a great show. Uh, there were very, very few mistakes on both sides of the ball. Uh, I mean, there were a couple here and there, but, you know, it, it was it was one of those that was just so damn good. Uh, you know, at the end of the game, I'm like, hey, you got to give them respect there um, for both sides. So, <laughs> really. <I guess. laughs> That's wide right, right there. <laughs> All right, well, oh, wide left, thanks. whatever. Okay, hit, hit, thanks, the hit Thank you. Appreciate the super so, chat. Um, yeah, um, yeah. On active time only, by the way. So if your utilization uh, that, is fifty percent, it's not true. It's just thirteen bucks. So uh, yeah. Well, it depends on on you know how long somebody's in the car for, or it depends on on P two and P three. Yeah, so that's really depends on active time, yeah. utilized time, book time, whatever you guys want um yeah there you go you're right it is world carnivore month <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh yeah yeah they, they have had a bad uh history with kickers uh right. it's an unfortunate thing but uh you know it is what it is i'm hoping that they'll figure it out and get things going for next year uh i mean they're gonna they're gonna they got a salary cap issue right now i think they got to get rid of stefan diggs i think they got to get rid of von miller Two names that, you know, they're big names, but the problem is it really didn't do anything this year. Um, every time Stefan was was targeted, it wasn't really that great. He had a couple of great catches throughout the year, but other than that, he's, you know, not that great. You got a lot of other great players out there that you could keep um, and uh, that are up and coming. And I think, uh, you know, you look at that, you can help, help with your salary cap. Allen's going to come up on the... There's quite a bit. So either way, this is not uh, a football, but, uh, you know, I don't mind talking football. Um, you know, I'm going to say go Lions and uh, I'm going to actually say go Ravens. Sorry. Um, you know, the, the salt is still uh, in that wound there. So go Ravens. And then uh, hopefully it'll screw up the, uh, the San Francisco, the expected San Francisco 49ers slash uh, Ravens Super Bowl matchup. Um, so come on, Lions. Let's do that. Um, screw up the uh the so-called uh yeah. um fixing yeah. and um the super bowl there. this year is in vegas right and today there was a great um article not article it was like a, a tv station did did a great little snippet on vegas drivers uh complaining about low fares and we con continuously are complaining about those and I think, you know, this is great there you know that the issue of the driver is getting a lot more front page news these days and mm -hmm. I'm going to do my best to get it. When I'm talking about news, sad news to report, uh, I want to give a shout out to Brian Merchant, a great friend at LA Times, literally the voice of our Uber and Lyft community. LA, and, you know, he was the author of that Prop 22 article last May. And he's, he's, he always are, is, you know, great with, with our issues and bringing it up to the front. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he was on our show a couple, three weeks ago, and he gave up a couple of books, talked about his latest book, uh, Blood in the Machine, the Luddite story. Um, today, with about another 113 people, Brian Merchant, on his anniversary, actually, today was his first anniversary at LA Times, they all got laid off. The whole business department got laid off at LA Times. So, Brian, I don't think you're watching, but uh, much love. Stand strong, brother. We're with you. Um, you were with us before, and we're with you all the way. 
Uh, I'm sure you'll hang your flag somewhere and we'll do a lot more good work together. But uh, keep your head up. You're the best out there. That's it. So much yeah. love. Well, there, there's a lot of layoffs going on all over the place. So that's just uh, another one in the whole uh, um, thing. Yeah, Sports Illustrated just laid off a lot of people. And then, um, you know, you got layoffs and big tech still happening all over. Um, so quite a bit's going on when it comes down to that. So, yeah. uh, oof. But yep. people still need rides, so that's what we're here for. But uh, yeah, we got we got quite a bit to talk to talk about. Let's get into uh, you know what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we are supposed to have a guest on who has not showed up yet, but uh, should be. Um, so we will keep you updated with that. Um, he is Ed Ellie of Molda, which is Minnesota Uber Lyft Drivers Association. Uh, here to talk about what's going on in Minnesota, what they're doing there. They're taking pretty much the same playbook as Seattle and Washington State uh, and bringing it into Minnesota uh, and uh, doing that. So hopefully he will be on in just a few moments. Um, if not, we're going to continue on. When he does come in, then we'll bring him on. Um, but uh, we're also going to be talking about Uber bundling reservations now, similar to something like Uber Eats. And is this going to be a good idea or not? Um, then we're going to be talking about Uber complaining about commercial insurance. I know a lot of people just got some emails about commercial insurance uh, today. We do have one up that we're going to show you as well. Um, but here's the thing. The math is not adding up. And that's pretty much off of today's title. So, um, yeah, Uber's math and commercial insurance is not adding up. We're going to break it down and uh, see what's going on there. Uh, as well as that email. We didn't get it squeezed in because we got a couple of people who emailed in. So thank you for that. Uh, and then also, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Uber CEO, Dara, is in Davos, uh, hanging out with other billionaires and trying to get government to help accelerate the adaption of ED EVs for drivers. What can the government do to help drivers get into EVs instead of what can Uber do? Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about fake accounts, especially within delivery space, are just exploding. So is there anything that Uber and Eats and DoorDash are even doing about it? Um, what's going on there? Also, we're going to be talking about Uber's fake GPS accusations are um, an issue. And uh, we're going to be ending the show with some facts and funnies. And uh, we'll see. Maybe we might be able to bring some people on as well. Um, so we got a jam-packed show for you. And not only that, before we get started, we do want to make a couple of announcements. Uh, first off, um, I know Sergio wanted to make mention of the newsletter. So Sergio, if you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So um, I started writing again. I love writing. I started writing, then doing this song and dance on YouTube last year and a half. But my passion was always writing. And now I'm writing again for our newsletter. Okay. F-R-E-E. -E. It's free. So <laughs> let's not get into any of that other stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people these days, Chris, don't like to read. They like mm -hmm. watch, you know, TikTok, all that bullshit. I mean, this is great articles about. You know, yeah, but yeah. hold on. Before, you can actually have your phone translate what's on the screen. So you can actually turn it into an audio read thing. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so please sign up. It's free. And all you do is you get an email with an article in it. The articles are written by me, Jay, and Tyler um, about our experiences, doing rideshare, some tips, some tricks, how our weekend went, our results, the way we look at our matrix. I mean, it's great shit. Seriously, you guys will learn a lot. 
if you don't know, even if you know, I mean, look, maybe you're missing something. Then we'll just, you know, uh, do that. So please go to rideshareguy.com and sign up to the newsletter. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, one other plug. You know, we have full of plugs today. Um, tomorrow, me and Harry, we went at it. We have a new debate show called Crossfire. I think I won. I'm not going to give you more than that, though. Um, so we pick three topics, and we talk about it 10 minutes. We go at it. I'm talking. We go at it, right? And, and you know, sometimes Harry will do his corporate shill bullshit over there, and then I will pound him and smirk that, you know, wipe that smirk off his face that's on the thumbnail. Tomorrow at noon, Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, premiere, free again. <laughs> um. And and what I want you guys to do, we're we're gonna leave a link. Google, uh, what is it? Google uh, uh, Docs link for future episodes. If you guys like it, watch it. Number one. Number two. Leave in the comments who won, who lost the debate. Three topics, and then put your ideas in there for future debates topics. Right? I mean, we have a lot, but maybe there is something you guys want us to debate. I'll take one side. Harry's going to take the other side, and we're going to go at it. So that's it. Tomorrow, noon, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, dropping crossfire. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. That's I'm looking be at my phone, problem. buddy, because I think that. our guest is calling. <laughs> oh, huh? I think okay. our guest is calling. Anyway, so he's not around. Right, well, so not only that, uh, we also have another show that we're going to be on tomorrow, uh, and that's in the morning. And that is, um, so we're going to be on market scale tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, talking about major challenges to improving rideshare safety, how the industry can work to find solutions to these challenges in 2024. We're also going to be joined with Chuck Gershman, who is the CEO and co-founder of Owl AI, and Abdul Kasim, CEO of DisplayRide, who's been on here a couple of times. And, you know, we've talked about the DisplayRide dash camera and even body camera. Um, so we're going to be ta talking with them. Um, so make sure you head over and check out market scale. Uh, we're going to be on that again. It's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific, or I'm sorry, 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, so it's going to be earlier in the morning and uh, it's going to be a good conversation though. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, not only that, we also have our memberships. So if you'd like to support the channel, if you can, uh, if not, don't worry about it. But if you can, Great, and we look forward to that. We're also going to have our monthly member live stream for those members out there um, that are able to, and that is going to be this Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, noon Pacific. That will be on Thursday, uh, again, this Thursday coming up. So if you want to take part in that special li monthly live stream, uh, you got to become a member for that. You'll get the link, and I believe it should show up in the sub feed um, when it comes down to it, but either way, it'll be in a community post. So uh, for our members there, make sure you pay attention to that. And uh, we're going to have a special members only live stream. All right. Uh, All right. So I don't so, see um, our... Our, guest, yeah. our guest says, waiting for you. I'm in. He's not in. We don't see him, right? Nope. So uh, I may have to do a live phone call <laughs> while we're doing this. Um, okay, I texted him, so we'll see what happens. So sorry if I'm looking down. I'm trying to communicate with our guest because it's really, really important that he's on. He's the head of the Minnesota Uber Lyft Drivers Association. And look, I get a lot of emails, Chris, about from different cities saying, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do Seattle? How do I do Chicago? 
I go, look, you guys got to have a playbook. You know, this is the playbook that we were going to talk about, and hopefully he can uh, he can do it. it. He says, okay, hold on, sorry. It's saying the host is going to let you anytime. Is that is he in the wrong place? Streamyard link. I think he's in the wrong place. <laughs> but uh, okay, let, yeah, why, why don't you just have him? Why don't you just ha have him on let the me phone? Mute, yeah, let me mute myself. Let me call him real quick, and then you you have. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> there there was a little bit of issue when it came to that, but uh, we're gonna make sure. Oh, oh, I see him now. Hold on. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Eden, how you doing? Good, good. There you All right, well, we, we, we were just about to give you a call and do, do it over the phone, but uh, <laughs> glad you could come on uh, and, and get going. So uh, we are looking forward to this. So uh, thank you for taking time coming on and talking about this, because obviously this is a big, important topic for many drivers uh, around not only just Minnesota, but also around the country. Uh, especially when it comes to something like Seattle, Washington, kind of leading the the charge, and you know other areas are starting to pick it up. So, um, I'll give give it right over to Sergio. So Sergio, so, uh, Ed, pleasure to meet you. I've spoken to you before, obviously. Um, thank you for showing up. I think this is a very important topic that I wanted to talk about for a while because I'm a huge supporter of the Seattle, Washington State business model for the TNCs, right? Uber and Lyft, um, and and. A lot of people ask me, you know, what's our playbook? I want to do this in my city. I want to du duplicate this in my city, right? Well, I know you guys kind of pretty much carbon copied whatever happened in Seattle and started Malda. So explain who you are, introduce yourself. What is Malda? How did it start? And we'll go from there. Well, thank you so much, Sergio. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry for the technical issues, but... Uh, no worries. My yeah, my name is Eid Ali. Uh, I'm the president and the founder of Malda, which stands for... Minnesota Uber and Lyft Drivers Association. It's an organization that was started uh, a little uh, over a year, probably about, uh, I would say, two years, June 16, 2022, um, with uh, 22 drivers. So uh, mainly frustrated drivers who were struggling at the time came to uh, uh, somewhere and kind of started uh, talking about uh, the issues, the, the concerns and all this stuff. So in that conversation, we decided that the only way that we can um, go forward and, 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 and to the next level uh, is to just kind of organize and kind of put our efforts uh, uh, together. And uh, in that conversation, we realized that not only going out and protesting and striking is, is not going to be the only way to get where we want to be. So we realized that it, it's may going to take some time, but we have to kind of uh, uh, put things together, um, kind of uh, organize ourselves, register an organization, uh, kind of uh, talk to people who will give us uh, all of the things, uh, all the counseling that we might need to have. Because if we didn't have, uh, uh, we didn't we didn't know how to run an organization prior to that. So uh, thank God. We uh, did a wonderful job by just talking to the right person or to the right people. And, and it was also the right time because of it was uh, late um, 2022 and there was an election uh, at the moment going on. And, and then we just uh, tried to kind of see politicians and all of those different people that we wanted to have a, a relationship with. And it was easy for us to kind of reach, uh, reach them out. And uh, that is how it started. And then uh, 
we, we just kind of uh, uh, started, I mean, collecting a few dollars from the drivers so that we can uh, hire our own attorney, just kind of uh, uh, rent an office place. Uh, and then we started to expose ourselves and just made some uh, uh, reach out with uh, some politicians just to get some events. So that is how it came about. And then we had some contacts with Seattle and some great friends over there. And um, they kind of coached us on, on what they have done before. And that is how we came about getting uh, something uh, uh, in the makings about uh, legislation um, and then we, we started with city of Minneapolis and then also moved to the next level, which was that uh, we had some good friends. We still have uh, plenty of friends in, the, in this Minnesota state legislator, uh, legislator. So we contacted them and they were very friendly to us. And then we introduced them our legislation or the language that we had at the time. And uh, that is how we just kind of uh, exploded uh, to, to the next level. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a great summary. And so for people who are watching and by the tens of thousands that are going to watch after this our replay this is the playbook the way it's a grassroots movement right uh, you know at airports you guys can do this print some more of your flyers talk to other drivers get drivers together because look we i do also believe that there is a point of striking and and demonstrations and and protests but it, it is not enough right we need to get the ears of the local legislators first because my plan is to support everything and anything in a city by city, state by state level. So to give it a little background, right? You guys, with the help of Senator Fata, you know, passed. I mean, in the state level, uh, ordinance was passed or a law was passed, and then it was vetoed by Governor Waltz, right? And then at the city level, there was an ordinance passed, and Mayor Frey voted, you know, vetoed that one, right? So you guys hit a wall. Right. Obviously. I mean, and then uh, Governor Walt said, we're going to have our own committee. We're going to study it four months. All they did is waste four months. And then nothing happened on the, out of that committee. Correct. And now you guys are back at it again. So let's pick it up from there. So you had two uh, steps backwards, but now you're taking a step forward and explain us what's happening now. Well, thank you, Sergio. Uh, basically, when our uh, bill was vetoed on the state level, uh, the governor, like you said, uh, kind of uh, created a commission or uh, a task force, which I become also a member of that task force. So um, we never said that uh, yeah, our bill was vetoed and killed so that we need to just uh, kind of go home and, and, and do nothing. Now we said that we're going to take advantage from any opportunity, even, even if it's that little, uh, to do something about our case. So we became a, a very active participant of, of that task force. And we negotiated, we talked. I mean, it wasn't very uh, fun one, but it, it, it was that, uh, that that was an option that we wanted to uh, use for our own benefits. It's not what we wanted, but uh, we thought that was uh, one step uh, to the right direction, at least. So um, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the task force had all kinds of folks that who were representing uh, 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 different parts of, of the society. So Uber had a representative, uh, Lyft had a representative. Uh, the House Majority Leader was also a part of that. So it was kind of a mixture of folks from different backgrounds. And and we thought that if we can uh, uh, amplify our uh, hardship and everything in that committee, it would it would be something. So uh, thank God. I mean, 
we didn't get whatever we wanted, but we just made a progress by kind of uh, negotiating on some of the stuff as uh, as far as uh, 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 the deactivation issue, the transparency, and also uh, the insurance uh, part. Uh, and 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 on and one more uh, one more thing i believe uh, the the resource center so basically out of the five uh, areas that we were pushing which is transparency the activation uh resource center uh, insurance and and the wage we at least kind of uh, agreed on on some level on four out of the five so that was not uh, as bad as we thought it was going to be. And now that report was given back to the governor on, I believe, January 1st. So it's now waiting to be uh, given to the legislators who will just come back on February 12th. So that's where yeah. we're at now. Okay, but, um, you know, the pushback of our community and a lot of communities is going to be, uh, you know, I've been doing this for eight years and from the first moment till today, and we know where, where earnings are at as far as drivers are concerned, right? That is the main focal point, focus point of the community. We're not making enough money to pay our bills. You know, upfront fares came around right about when you guys started organizing. You know, that's another cut. You know, we're not getting, I mean, pay is the number one issue in the community. And it seems like out of five things, pay was left out, right? right. Yeah. And now, is there is there something happening in the city council level now that pay may get addressed or what is going to happen? I mean, if pay is not getting addressed, a lot of people are going to go, oh, yeah, we lost this one, too. So what do you say to that? Well, thank you, uh, Sergio. The good news about the city of Minneapolis is that uh, our bill was vetoed uh, by uh, Mayor Jacob Fry last year. And yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah, so we were fighting to get more folks to just be part of that city council member. So thank God in, in our last uh, election, we just get two more people, two more prog progressive people join into the city council member. So we are in a very good shape now. Um, the president, the newly uh, nominated president of city council member of, of, of Minneapolis is very friendly to us. The vice president, the same thing too. So we are in a very, very good shape uh, this time that uh, we're going to get something out of that. Um, so the January 30th, is going to be the day that uh, that 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 rate will be read out because it was sent to uh, folks to to study and they're going to come back with that study on January 30th. So we are in a very very good shape when it comes to the city of Minneapolis, and I believe the rate is going to be a dollar forty cents per mile and fifty four cents per minute, which okay. is quite reasonable. So yeah, that's what yeah, we're expecting no, from city of I Minneapolis. Agree. Okay, so so there's two battles happening, one at the state level, one at the city level, right? Yes. So for our audience to understand this. So they did lose both fights, but then they kept going at it. This is what we have to do. We cannot just get slapped once or twice and just run back to our corner. We got to keep at it, right? And so at the city level now, there was elections, and then a couple of more progressive, you're saying, but I'd say driver-friendly, maybe city council members were at it. So, so that, that vote is when? January 30th? That's when they're going to read the study, and then probably maybe two weeks later they're going to have might be a hearing, and then after that hearing, there's going to be the, the last. And you're hopeful. You're hopeful that something can be passed with those rates that you just discussed, and with the other protections as well. Yeah, ninety percent. Yes. Okay. So now that you have more council members, how many city council members are in the city of Minneapolis? Is it twelve? Thirteen. 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 So you need sixty percent in case governor or uh, mayor Frey. Over, I mean, or vetoes it again 
you will possibly have override powers? Yeah, we need nine folks to be there to override okay. his veto. And yeah, okay. I, I think we were inching towards nine. I, I believe we have eight solid, but we were inching towards nine. Okay. So so now you guys are doing exactly what city of Seattle did, right? You yes. have the council. You start, you're going to start this fire, I call it, in the city of Minneapolis, right? Because one of our amazing contributors lives in Minneapolis. His name is Joe. And I talk to him all the time. And he goes, I'm going to support with everything I have. So I will introduce you guys. Actually, he is the one that introduced me to you, uh, you know. But so my voice is going to be yours, right? So whatever you need from me, I I'm willing to email to all our, you know, city, city, uh, Minneapolis viewers, uh, watchers, listeners. Please go support this. Please, when uh, Malda is putting on an event or a protest, please go support this cause. This is higher rates, more protections. And and I I think it's a better package than what it is. Now we're gonna hear from Uber and Lyft the usual playbook. Oh, we're gonna leave, right? Or or the rates are gonna go up, or you're gonna lose your flexibility. What do you what do you say to all those three things that Uber and Lyft always say? Well, uh, th that's a very good question. I mean, that was the challenge that uh, some of the politicians were just kind of playing over and over. So if we just um, 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 accept whatever rate you guys are coming up with, which we think is fair, then uh, the uh, consequence is not going to be a friendly one. I mean, uh, the backlash because of Uber and Lyft are very, um, uh, are, I mean, they are multi-billion dollar corporations. I mean, they're capable of just leaving, I mean, the city, and then uh, we're going to have that issue of, of not having, I mean, uh, I mean, companies who will serve for the people. So what can we do? So um, to be honest with you, uh, we have been re uh, reached out by a number of uh, other companies who were, are interested in coming into this market as far as from uh, New York uh, and also some local ones. So we are uh, having an ongoing conversation with those other folks. Uh, but we hope that, I mean, this market is, is, is huge so that it will... It will help everybody if we get more other comp competitors to to join into into the market. But I, yeah. I, I, at this point, I don't think that we're going to have that threat because of um, uh, Uber and Lyft have realized that uh, uh, that uh, it's very very important and, and critical to to acknowledge that this issue has to be resolved without I mean uh, uh, without uh, kind of uh, uh, creating all kind of uh, fearful tactics to. To either the, the the politicians or or, or with, with the rest of the public. Yeah, I mean, I am in touch with both companies, obviously at very high levels, right? Look, this this was created by them. They shouldn't be crying now that oh, we're going to leave. Oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. It's not the driver's problem. I mean, you're running a business. We're running a business. If my business is going under and your business is flourishing, you became a hundred and thirty billion dollar company. I don't want any of that 130 billion. What I want is I want fair pay for my work. And I want you to recognize me as a human being, number one. Number two, don't you know deactivate me for some BS that some passenger says. Give me some rights that I can work with. And also I can put food on the table because at the rates that upfront fares are presenting, I don't think it's feasible, honestly, to operate a vehicle and be a profitable business just like Uber and Lyft are, right? So... I mean, look, I'll give you a couple more minutes. Give us a closing. We got your playbook. 
you know, this is the playbook, people. Listen, listen to the man. And, you know, I will support anything you guys need. I'm telling you. And, and I think this is a win that the drivers need in the city of Minneapolis. And if we do get this, and I think there is other cities that are going to fall in line. You know, Chicago may fall in line. Boston may fall in line. But this playbook could be repeated with different rates in different cities and then spread out to the state. That's the playbook. And here's the man. He started the he started Malta. I mean, he's the president of it. He should know. So I'll give you a couple of minutes in closing. Whatever you want to talk about, let's let's do that. And then we'll say goodbye to you. I know you're busy. Well, thank you, Sergio, and, 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 and thank you for the opportunity. I know that so many people are watching today, uh, and I understand this is a very frustrating moment for uh, all Uber and Lyft drivers who are in, in, uh, across the country. Uh, but this was not fun. I mean, it was very challenging, but uh, we did our share uh, by just kind of uh, uh, bringing people together, uh, uh, just kind of uh, uh, educating them about the issues and the best way to approach it. Uh, sometimes I know it's very frustrating to the drivers, uh, assuming that things will just happen overnight, but it's a process. Uh, I have uh, many of my fellow drivers who were very frustrated and I thought that, okay, we have done all of the things that you asked me to ask us to do, but nothing is changing. It's even getting worse. What I am saying is, I mean, things get better before they get worse. Th things, things will get better. But I mean, we need to be patient. We need to be uh, uh, following the, the steps of the leadership. And uh, believe me, there will be some good news that we will get very soon. And hopefully we'll be a, a, a model, a role model for the rest of the country. And uh, stick with us. And like Sergio said, um, just uh, listen to what the leadership are just telling you when we need you to come out, just to come out in numbers and uh, help us to just kind of uh, flex our muscles and, and show whether it is the uh, legislators or the politicians or even the TNCs. That way we can just kind of make a huge difference. Again, uh, thank you for all of the people who have been with us, trusted us, and were just uh, investing their time and money with us, uh, the allies and everybody else. But this is something that we need to duplicate uh, everywhere in, in the country because of uh, we know that the need is not only here in Minnesota, it's everywhere. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Sergio. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, man. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for, for talking about this issue. This is very near and dear to my heart because I'm still a driver. I drive in Los Angeles. I'm driving now for peanuts. And it's just not, you know, I can't operate a business profitably. And here it is. Here's Mr. Eid Ali uh, from Malda, Minnesota Uber and Lyft Drivers Association. It all started with a couple, three, five, 10, 20 drivers getting together. This could be done. You know, a lot of people want things to be done and served to them on a platter, right? But somebody has to take the lead. He took the lead and look where they are. And in many cities, you guys can do this. You guys can follow the lead. I will put you in touch with Malda if you guys need to learn about their playbook. But, you know, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I think we need a victory and hopefully uh, in, in a month or so when the city council votes with higher rates and more protections for drivers, um, we'll get some good news and then we'll have you back as a follow up. And uh, look, uh, Ed, all I know is that I know these companies want to stay in business. And my job is not to put these companies out of business because millions and millions of people depend on the income that they have through Uber and Lyft driving. Right. But the point is fairness has to come into play at some point. And right now, stuff is not fair. You know what I mean? And, and we need some sort of, if legislation is the thing to bring these 
companies to the table, which what you guys are doing, they were at the table, right? Yes, you're negotiating. At least you guys are talking, right? As opposed to let them do what they want. It's, it's, that's just not sitting well with me. I want to thank you. I want to thank your brothers and sisters at Malda. Much appreciated. We'll keep in touch. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you, Chris. Thank yeah. you. Actually, before you go, Eid, I do have one question uh, that I can ho that I'd love for you to answer. And I think uh, you know, if there's a driver out there that's watching, that's you know, angered and mad and wants to to actually start making some changes in their own particular area to begin with, what was the uh, what I want to know is what was the conversation that you had with your fellow drivers to kind of get Molda started, to kind of get that uh, group going? What, How are you reaching out to other drivers in your area to kind of get them on board? What were you saying to them? And uh, just kind of what were you doing in order to get it started? Uh, and I think that's something that if somebody's watching right now who is kind of fed up, who is kind of looking at some of these models, like what you're doing in your particular area, what they're doing in Seattle and Washington, uh, other areas, and they're like, you know, I can't continue on with this. It's not sustainable for me. Uh, but they're actually wanting to get up, get out there and do some sort of grassroots movement. What was that initial conversation that you had with with your friends, with your fellow drivers? And then how did you actually get started from there? Well, uh, thank you so much, Chris. That's very important. Yes. Um, well, the need is out there everywhere. I can tell. I mean, it's a matter of having a few drivers who are committed to the cause. Uh, for example, myself, I didn't work for my family. I have a very young family of five kids. I didn't work, uh, do anything else except kind of talking to drivers, uh, creating some, um, I don't know um, if you're familiar with it, WhatsApp group. Um, so that was the initial um, step that we took. We just created a WhatsApp group, and then we were just telling everybody there is a way that we can communicate with each other. We have all kinds of things that we can tell you just to join us. And, and believe me, I stopped working for about a year and a half, uh, except doing, I mean, uh, this, this, this task, because I thought that if I'm not committed 100% to this, that I will never reach that far. So that was number one thing, to make a commitment that you want to make change, regardless of what difficulties you may going to go through. So the initial start was that we had 22 drivers who were committed, who were listening to me, who said that, uh, enough is enough. We're going to be with you all the way to the end. Even though I only have maybe uh, uh, less than 10 out of the 22 that I started with. But uh, that was the, the initial uh, uh, step, uh, just to make a commitment to yourself. You know, I mean, uh, complaining and, 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 and uh, talking about uh, the, the hardship that you're going through every day is not going to take you anywhere. You have to be committed of doing uh, uh, something. And, 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 and with that, you have to uh, be ready, uh, spending your own pocket, spending your, uh, your own time, uh, and also uh, knowing the right way to just to kind of communicate with drivers. So that is something that I will tell people. Number one, you have to negotiate with yourself before you just talk to anyone else. When you think that you're ready for this long-term commitment, then you can talk to the next person. You can uh, persuade them, talk to them, tell them that you're on the same page. Because I myself, I was a driver and I'm still a driver, uh, uh, even though that I haven't been driving for the last year and a half that I was busy doing this. But long-term commitment, using your own time, 
uh, forgetting about your own fun time, sometimes kind of compromising with the time that you used to spend with your family. It's very difficult, but that is what you might need to come up before you even think about, I mean, uh, persuading uh, uh, some other drivers. All right, great. Yeah, I mean, this is that's a, that's a perfect example of grassroots campaigning. You know, that's how you have to do it. And you have to find some like-minded people and that they're fed up. Again, you know, we get a lot of complaining. I mean, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. Well, no, somebody has to take the lead and somebody has to be the leader in their city and do it. Talk is cheap. You know, yeah. doing is hard. Right. And that's what this man did. So, you know, again, much appreciated. And anything you guys need from us, you let us know. Uh, and we can't wait for the vote. Let's see what the vote turns out like. Thank you, Sergio. And we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. All right. So that is Eid, and he is from Balda again. And yeah, um, you know, this is kind of like a culmination of the last couple of weeks where we were talking about, um, you know, kind of having to be able to get out there and and do actually do something in order to make some changes. Uh, it's not just going to magically appear in, in your own area. If you are sick and tired of something and you want to change, you're the one who has to get out there and do it. And yeah, it's, as he just said, it's a commitment and it's something that's going to take effort and it's going to take time. And frankly, a lot of people just aren't able to do that. Um, but there are a few key leaders that are out there. And if you know somebody who is that key leader and is, is you know, kind of in the same boat as you in terms of being sick and tired of, of it and want to see some change, you know, that's where maybe you have to approach them or you try to take the reins or whatever it might be. And that's where you're going to start seeing some movement and going to talk to different drivers and creating these groups and creating these channels of communication and be able to push that forward and then continue it on. And it's not going to be something that's going to be a short, quick process. It's going to take some time in order to go from step A to step Z um, and everyone in between. But that is part of the playbook. Uh, you know, it's the initial steps of getting going. Uh, then, you know, if, if that's somebody in our audience that's saying, hey, you know, he's making sense, I want to do something like that, you know, that's where if you are truly committed and you want to make some changes, well, then, you know, that's when you start putting a group, couple of drivers together, get hold of either Sergio or myself, we can get you in touch with Eid, uh, we can get you in touch with the people at Seattle to take it to the next levels, to take it to the next steps and see what you can do in your particular area and your state yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm watching the chat since uh, Eid left. They're they're taking punches to uh, our good old Donnie in Biloxi, Mississippi. So, uh, first of all, everybody has a voice. Don, you know, you guys cannot shut anybody up. We're not going to block anybody. We don't even block the worst trolls. OK, so he's lucky to be in a market that's a tourist market. That's a casino market in Biloxi, Mississippi. And he drives Excel. And he makes damn good money. So just because your market's shitty doesn't mean his market's shitty. And he has positive experiences. And he should be allowed to talk about Uber and Lyft positively. So when somebody shows up here and talks positively about this industry, I'm just not going to allow other people to just go pound the guy down, right? And there are positive things about this industry. There are negative things. We're trying to fix the, you know, keep the positive and fix the negative. And in order for us to do that, all of us, including the, the, the complainers, the ants, the cherry pickers, all of us have to come together. And there are successful drivers around the nation, but we're, I'm looking at more of a, the bigger picture, Chris, right? And uh, the bigger picture is not pretty. Look, I've been collecting data from close to 70 cities now, thanks to the community. And uh, the trend is not, the, the earnings trend is not the driver's friend. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people who are complaining are doing it justifiably so. And a lot of people who are doing well don't want anything to change. I get it. But this is not about me, 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 me. This is about us. And in general, things right now are not as good as they used to be. And they're declining and they're getting worse. And in order to look, in order to at least get to the table, people, okay, to have a seat at the table, you have two choices. You got to let Uber and Lyft run the way they want. The algos run wild, do whatever the heck they do, send you $3 trips to transport a human. No. There are good things that happens with rideshare, which is your flexibility, your freedom. Why all of you, six and a half million of you driving out there if this is so bad? It's because you're enjoying the company of people. You enjoy driving for, for your own reasons. Maybe you're not able to get another job, but it's not all bad. But there are some bad things happening and they've been accelerating. And that's why we're trying to stop. So to get a seat at the table, legislation is a must. To find a city-friendly city council members and start something is a must. Otherwise, these people are not going to invite you to the table. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to get a table, have a voice. And so be kind to each other. Have a nice time. We're here to, you know, inform, educate, and entertain. But uh, let's not have the chats flying now. I can't see shit. <laughs> but that's the playbook, okay? You guys heard the playbook there. There's a successful playbook initiated and established and in work for three years in Seattle and Washington State. Hopefully, Minneapolis is going to be the next one, then spread to the state of Minnesota. Chicago will be the next one, state of Illinois. So we'll keep you posted, but I wanted to have this gentleman on for a long time, and I thought this was great. Yeah, yeah and I think, uh, again, for those, uh, the people are getting more and more tired and more and more sick, especially as things progress in time. Uh, you know, rates still continue to drop. We've seen the emails that we've gone over the last couple of weeks where they're sending out that. And now they're not even showing you the numbers. They're just saying it's busy out there during these times. So go out and drive. They're not even giving you a number because it's gotten so low. Then, you know, you're coupling it with more and more drivers on the platform. It's it's very hard time for drivers in general. So, you know, you're getting yeah. a lot of people who are sick and tired of it. You're going to get people backed into corners. And, you know, when people get backed in the corners, that's when shit can happen. Um, it's again, it's coming down to the pain. And if you're not in pain, you know, nothing's going to change. You're just going to sit there comfortably miserable. Yeah. And because complaining, miserably, you know, sitting, complaining, being miserably comfortable is not my style of play, right? Yep. I'm going to push this. I'm going to push this as much as I can with whatever I got for a six month period. If I can't do it, I'm out of here. So, but I need help. So if you are people who have the ability to be leaders in your own cities, and you can go do this like he did in his own city. Call, you know, reach out to me. I'll I'll send you the playbook. And and it's not that hard. But it started with a WhatsApp group. Think about it, people. It could start at, at an airport queue. You have three, four hundred of you sitting there. Just just take the leadership role. Go talk. Go explain things. Right. It's not about me getting more subscribers on RSG. That's not my point. I don't give a shit about YouTube or any of this shit. But what I'm trying to say is that or the threat of legislation is the only way these people are going to come to the table. And I want to be at the table. And if you want to be at the table, you got to do shit. You can't just go get on YouTube and yell and scream and complain and say, oh, la, 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 la. nobody cares about what you're saying anyway. But if you have some substance, if you have some backing, if you have some friendly city council members in your city, you have to do the legwork. I'm in California. I'm not going to go, go to Dallas and do the legwork. You guys have to be the leaders of your own communities, and those communities come together. Then we have something, okay? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I want to thank Malda and Eid Ali and Senator Fatah was supposed to come on, but, I mean, he's a senator. <laughs> he doesn't come on YouTube, probably. 
but uh yeah so that's where the that's where we are so let's continue with our show <laughs> right well we have a another little topic um where is uber bundling reservation rides so this is pretty interesting i like this one. here i like this one this 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 i like uh, i hate hmm. one day stack or bundle food orders you know what <laughs> they do chris this freaking algorithm what? bro so they will oh, yeah. put they will put a high tipping delivery order with a no tip delivery order right so the high tipping delivery order guy or gal tipped because they want their food faster with good service right but then the freaking algo squeezes in that $2 no tip order in there i mean you can of course cancel that leg obviously but what they do is now I have to go to two restaurants. And if the second drop-off is the high-tipping customer order, they're going to get delayed for a $2 no-tip order. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But now they're doing this. I got this quite a few times this week. They're doing this. It's called a trip bundle. It's only on reservations. I think this is great. Uber. See, I said it. Uber and great in the same fucking sentence, Uber. Why is it good? First of all, you have to be online 40 minutes before a reservation, right? And the way the algo is figuring out is it's sending you from one reservation to another reservation. Look at the mileages and look at the, you know, look at the dollars on these. These are wonderful, wonderful trips. I would do it in a heartbeat, right? So, mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem like, because I don't know, you know, what state these are from, but it doesn't seem like one is a shit order, one is a good order, right? It seems like you're going to be busy for at least a couple, three hours right and you're guaranteed business one reservation after the other hopefully the algo has said it in a way that the the pickup drop off is closer to the next reservation but i'm looking at the mileage i'm looking at the time of these active miles and active times none of these look bad to me right so if this is mm -hmm. coming to your city uber if this is a test release into the wild i'd like to see this in la myself this is i think a pretty decent idea so um you know don't start hating already you guys are gonna say yeah but what if the first one cancels then i have to wait two hours for the second one look shit will happen don't look at it negatively if you can complete both trips and you're busy for a couple two and a half hours that's what it's going to take in in all these trips from the time and distance i'm seeing and if the pickup and drop-offs are relatively close i mean one on the right is what 105 bucks and on reservations, your tipping chances are higher. So in likelihood, one or both are going to be tipped. On second one is 75 bucks. Third one is like 60 bucks. But look at the times, five minutes and 1.9 miles for 18 bucks. And the other one up top is uh, on the bundle. Where is it? Uh, yeah, um, total. It says trip bundle in the middle. Two trips, 31.8 miles, right? And, and I mean, it gives you the total as well in the middle. Right on the right, it says two trips, 64 miles, 64.7 miles. So it's adding you to both mileages. 64 miles, 405 bucks with a possible tip is like buck and a half a mile. That's profitable to me. So I like this Uber. See, you guys always tell me, Serge, you're so negative. See, I, I commend you. I think I, I think this is a good I want, you know, there, there's one change that I want to see to this. Okay. Uh, I want to see, it says on trip mileage. So it's just telling you the two trips and then it's telling you what the on trip mileage oh, is. I want to know what the total mileage is. So okay. give me the, the distance. All I want to know is just the distance between drop off of ride one to pick up yeah. of ride two. 
That's all okay. I'd want to see. Right. Just because then I'm going to have a, a little bit better of a, a of a knowledge point um, in you, terms of. Can you tell what city you're driving. Oh, this is Austin. Is it Austin, right? I think it's Austin. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's Austin. So this is in Austin, Texas. So um, I uh, I like this Uber. Again, see, I said it three times, and people are going to hate me now. I like it, Uber. Continue. I think Continue. I think it's it's a good idea. I like I like the fact that it's going to keep you busy for the time. And yeah. you can see about how long it's going to take. And then yeah. you can kind of justify if that's going to be worth it for you or not. And then it's going to be technically considered long trips because of the distance and the time of it. But it's not going to be like going from one city to another city and then having to deadhead back necessarily. So I think that's good unless it's a reservation trip that's going long distance. But again, you'll be able to see that and figure that out yourselves on these. But I think it's a good idea. I think it's yeah. uh, something that it's it's going to have to be played out a little bit more. And I probably just want to see a little bit more information before. But yeah, I, I like the concept look, and I like the idea these things, too. You know, these, you know how they do it, right? These things get adjusted and they'll te mm -hmm. they're testing. Obviously, they're testing it. I haven't seen it in LA. So, you know, if you guys are seeing this in your city, please email me, Sergio at therideshareguy.com. I want to see how many cities they're testing this in. And uh, I, I think this is a good idea. Uh, I, I hope Lyft, you know, you should you should do this instead of your, you know, hocus pocus, show the trip at 25 on the schedule list. But then when the ping comes in, it's 22. That's got to get fixed. That's horrible. But this I like. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, if you have in your area, let us know. Uh, hopefully it'll roll out to more, especially if reservation rides are uh, bigger in your particular market versus others. Um, so yeah, we'll go from there. We'll keep you guys posted. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned with that. So let's yeah. move on. Let's talk about, uh, what's going on with, uh, this commercial insurance, you know, the Uber's take and, uh, they're, they're saying that commercial insurance is up and it's, you know, so much more money and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the question I think comes down to every single driver is what does it mean to me and what does it mean to my take? And I think that's the majority of what people are thinking. And uh, the other side of it is you were having a conversation with a particular individual about um, the commercial insurance when it comes to how they're calculated along with the distances and the times and everything that's associated with the trip itself. And the math really didn't add up, did it? Yeah, that did not add up. Math usually does not add up. Ma I don't think math is a strong suit. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I, um, you know, <laughs> I went and did the last weekend, we put up the video, um, I took 20 in a row. <laughs> and in those 20 trips, uh, there were things that kind of opened my eye to this commercial insurance problem, right? Actually, you know, um, commercial insurance is something that the Uber is complaining about and saying that our rates are going through the roof. All right. So. You want to hit that uh, TOS now, Chris, or you want to hit it later? <laughs> uh, um, you know, let, why don't we go through this stuff first, and then we'll do okay, the TOS. All right, okay. And we free roll at the end. Okay, so uh, yeah. all right. So here's a trip that I did when I was taking 20 in a row. All right? Look at this, people. This trip went from, for 31 minutes and 32 seconds, and it was 19.4 miles. All right? If you look at on the right side of the screenshot, it says other expenses such as commercial auto insurance for asterisk. All right, we can talk about that later. So on this trip, I've spoken to Uber directly about this. Uber says 
commercial insurance and other expenses. What is the other expenses? Is it the marketplace that you're hiding in there? And you, okay, they are unequivocally telling me, this is Uber, telling me that all of that $13.45 is none of that is going to Uber. All of it is commercial insurance. All right. This is a 19 mile trip, Chris. If Uber at their scale is paying 70 cents a mile for commercial insurance, we are in huge trouble here. Okay. But let's skip to the next screenshot, Chris. Here's another trip that I did when I was taking 20 in a row. Look at the time and distance of this trip. This is 29 minutes and 41 seconds. All right. This is P3. P3 meaning with a butt in the back seat. And the distance on this was 21.7. So two and a half miles longer than the first trip when Uber said commercial insurance was 13 and a half dollars. And it was maybe a minute and a half less in duration. All right. Well, look at the right side of that screen. Commercial insurance, it says $9.86. So Uber, explain to me as a sane person, how is it that the risks on a shorter trip by looking at your commercial insurance, because you're saying all of this is commercial insurance. There was no rain in California on these both trips. They were practically done about the same time of the day. It wasn't at night. It was daylight, no rain, no snow, okay? How is it that the longer trips, commercial insurance, is less than the shorter trips, which was one was 13 and 50, and this was 980? How's that? Does that math making sense to you, buddy? No. So I'm going enough. like, I'm asking Uber. I go, Uber, how much of this is? The marketplace fee that every passenger gets charged when they're ordering a trip, that's a dynamic fee that none of you will see. So what is happening is that Uber tells me, okay, see the service fee way on the bottom, people, $2.50, and the customer paid $35.69 for this trip. Uber goes, my take rate on this trip, Sergio, was maybe 6%, which is $2.50 out of $35.69. I'm going... Hocus pocus, because okay, that was a nice tip in here. Before the tip, um, this trip was $22.44. So the way I'm looking at take rate people is customer paid $35.69. I made $22.44 before the tip. Tip should never count anyway. So the take rate looking at that, Chris, is about $13. And $13 on $35 is 40%. So which is it, people? Because we have a video coming up with exactly this today at 6.30 p.m. Which is it? Is it what Uber says? Take rate 6% on this trip? Or is it 40%? Which is it? So you guys put it 2 or 40 in the chat. I'm going, this is simple math, Uber. This is what I'm doing. Passenger paid 50. I got 25. That means you took 25. That means your take rate is 50%. Is that simple math? Should it be that way? That's uh, simple math. That's exactly what it should be. Okay. So to me, you crying foul, and we're going to show the letter that's flying out in Florida, in Colorado, in... Uh, thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in, in, in Pennsylvania and in Massachusetts. There are letters flying out to you drivers saying that, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, -hoo, our commercial insurance rates have gone up so much. 
most of this shit is paid by you know the other guys and blah blah blah. I'm like, hey man, my insurance rates have gone up over. Are you asking me about my own insurance rates? Are you asking me about my cost of living? Are you asking me about how expensive it is to maintain my car? No. All you do, $130 billion company, listen to some schmuck on YouTube crying. And by the way, there is a trend here, Chris. Remember we ran our surveys about the mm -hmm. take rate and most of yep. the people, 62% said between 50 and 75. I think that's too high. I don't think it's that high. But this is <laughs> perception. And sure enough, two weeks later, Uber's running a survey. What do you guys think that our take rate is with a slider, right? So now we're talking about this commercial insurance shit for the last two, three weeks. And now Uber's sending out these letters saying, oh, there's the letter. He goes, there, Brian, did you know that in all 50 states, including Florida, require, requires commercial auto liability insurance in addition to personal auto insurance for you to earn money driving on platforms like Uber? Great. You provided the platform, Uber. Much appreciated. You run the platform yourself as your own business. What happens on there, like Vegas, what happens in Uberland stays in Uberland. You have to run your business the way you see it fit. I have to run the business what I see it fit. And in this sentence, it's very clear to me. Commercial auto liability insurance in addition to personal auto insurance. Do you know what has happened to my personal auto insurance over the last three years, Uber, while you're crying as a $130 billion company here? Huh? No, of it's course not. not. Why? So, yeah, this is the letter that's going out saying that, well, that's our excuse. We're not taking money from you and paying to the for commercial insurance, blah, 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 blah. I go, I saw this. I go like, this is a bunch of hocus pocus again. It says, in fact, in Florida and uh, on average, nearly 20% of total price riders pay goes toward government mandated commercial insurance. It's your business you set up. It's the business you're running. Now, this don't tell to the customer. First of all, you're not even paying for it, Uber. You're passing it through to the passenger. So now what's happening, Chris, is that their price elasticity, you know, they're going like, well, shit, we're paying more for commercial insurance. Well, we can't charge the passenger more because they're not going to take Ubers. They're going to take Lyft or they're going to do some other transportation. Well, where can we cut that? Where do you think they cut it? Oh, they cut it from the driver. I get it. With upfront fares, they go, yeah, we just lowered the upfront fares a little bit more and we make up for that 20%. You know, Uber, we're not stupid here. We're watching. We're talking. You know we're talking. This is not making sense. This is like $130 billion company crying, saying, oh, boo-hoo, my rates have gone up, blah, blah, blah. Bro, you're running a zero-asset business model. You have no cars. We're running the cars. What happened to my shit? What happened to my rent? What happened to my own insurance? What happened to my food? What are you talking about, Uber? Math. We're smart here. Anyway, so, yeah, now they're running these letters. After two weeks, we started talking about insurance. But I am going to crack the code on this. I promise you guys, I'm going to crack the code. Because a trip in L.A., the same time of the day, no rain, no snow, shorter trip, commercial insurance is $13.50. Longer trip, commercial insurance is nine and a half. Does not make That's any fun. sense whatsoever. Thank you, Joy. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, Uber, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I mean, come on, it's it's their expense that they have to deal with. Why why are they when trying to pass it off as oh, it's just this this thing that's continuing to go up? I don't know. When what I do, tell right? Uber, by the way, when I tell Uber my personal insur liability insurance has gone up to 
I'm paying out of that pocket from what I'm getting from the fair, right? My rent has gone up, all this. Am I going and crying to Uber, sending letters to Uber saying that, boo, my rates have gone up. I'm hurting, getting hurt by inflation. No, but Uber sends out letters to the driver saying, well, you know, this is what's happening. 20% higher. I'm like, I don't care, bro. You set the platform. You run the platform the way you are. So maybe we should free roll on our little If they want to do Uber math and they want to calculate net profit, then we should calculate net profit and say that is our our take. And then we figure out our, our actual take because it's going to be exactly. a little bit lower than what the driver's actually making because you got to factor in all those costs. Yeah, those people, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. Eric goes, my car insurance is not 230. What was it six months ago? What was it a year ago, Eric? I'll bet you it was like 160. That's like 30% increase. So all I'm saying, Uber, please don't do the hocus pocus. Let's just be honest. Let's just be real. We know math. We're good at math. We figured this shit out. I has no reason in in, in in city of LA a trip two trips identical almost. In fact, the longer one gets charged. And Chris, you all can go listen. I listen to these things. Go to the earnings call, last quarterly earnings call. New earnings coming up on February 7th at 5 a.m. By the way, we will post you on that. But uh, Uber CFO uh, was saying that uh, they may go in-house for insurance now. Because insurance is so expensive when they go to Progressive, Geico, third party, right? So if you go in-house, let's say one of those two trips that we showed, the 1350, and there was no accident. So does that mean that whole 1350 went boom into your bottom line? You know what I'm saying? If you're insuring in-house, you're taking the risk. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, we need to figure that out, Uber. We need to figure out what percentage being insured in-house, what percentage is going outside, you know, outsource. Plus, if you're insuring in-house Uber, you should have a line item on your earnings report that, you know, you have to take like loan loss reserves for future accidents because you have, you're doing two and a half billion chips. Accidents are going to happen. So we're going to settle this stuff. That's okay. I'm on, I'm on it. Don't worry, people. <laughs> we're going to figure this shit out. <laughs> yeah. Craig, thank you. Thank you, Craig. Craig is from Vancouver, Washington, swimming in cash. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely a puzzle that needs to be solved. So uh, we'll have we'll, we'll figure it all out. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something. The only thing is, if they do it in house, how is that going to calculate on their total uh, their total bottom line then, and how is that going to affect their stock price as well? Columns. I'd like to know that. I, I'm I'm interested there. Hmm. <laughs> Well, that whole look, that look, all of that hundred dollars a share then. <laughs> but yeah, you know why? We know why, Chris. Because if that thirteen fifty was all take, and added to my two fifty service fee, the take was forty percent on that. Exactly what Len Sherman said. You know what I mean? Yep. So you know, we we know what we're doing here too. You guys are good up there, but we know what we're doing here, and and we're gonna keep uh, following that a uh, little bit more, Uber. <laughs> Anyway. Don't worry, we're on the case. <laughs> All right. Like, you know who you are. But I mean, look, it's not making sense. Okay. In fact, I had sent Chris like six more screenshots, but I think we're gonna show those. And we'll show those next week. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a one mile pickup, Chris, half mile drop off, three dollar commercial insurance. One mile pickup, two mile drop off, three dollar commercial insurance. One mile, I mean one mile pickup, five mile drop off, again, three dollar commercial insurance. Hmm. Does that make any sense? Hmm. If the trip is longer by distance and duration, commercial insurance should be more, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, because the risks of getting in a crash, 
in a longer trip by duration and distance is more. That's how these insurance companies figure this shit out. You can't do this, Uber. We're, we're going to figure this shit out anyway. Thanks, Steve. Uh, yeah, I, they're unrealistic. I don't know. They're, they're realistic on their end. They're unrealistic on our end. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I think uh, I think uh, they're they're trying to move things around, and and if they put it in house, but you know, then the other side of the coin is, you know, let, let's talk about government and and government intervention. They're like, oh no 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 no, don't don't get involved. We we don't want anything uh, when it comes to, to our business uh, and our business practices and what we're doing. We don't want any of that, and we're we're gonna fight tooth and nail on anything. But but when it comes to them trying to uh, adapt certain technology to drivers then they're oh please government can you help us out please please government can i have some more i'm trying to get and you know what we're trying to do we're trying to get the uh, evs we want to get the electric vehicles for the for the drivers the drivers don't want to get the electric vehicles can you please give us some money so we can uh, we can give it to them please uh, please that's exactly what they're doing so uh uber's ceo was in davos uh just recently and uh trying to pander to the government there uh to yeah, the officials. he was hanging please, out with billionaires bro <laughs> this please, is a global uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah okay look dara um i mean we i dig you but <laughs> okay so they have a mandate that by 2030 all uber cars in california are going to be as well as new york city i think right your mayor said some ridiculous shit hey, there. my mayor <laughs> okay, i in new york city <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, so Uber CEO, Arko Shushai, we're totally committed to the electrification of our fleet. Now, are you going to buy me a Tesla uh, or or uh, Hyundai? Or, uh, I, I, I'd take it if you're going to buy me one. Yeah. But I'm not going to go spend 40 grand, even with the discounts, with the, you know, with the uh, <laughs> IRA rules, which is, you know, the 7,500 tax credit, which is being applied right at purchase now. State, you know, California is one of the most, you know, better the best taste to buy an ev because you have so many credits tax credits and cash rebates are you gonna buy it for me mr koshoshari because i don't have the money because i can't do three dollar trips and expect to move up to the ev world <laughs> yeah i can't afford it so i'm going like yeah if you're gonna give me one i'll drive it for you uh but i don't think so anyway so he was in davos switzerland hanging out with billionaires and um, he was like, yeah, is, they're committed. He, hold on. Hold on. Did he fly in an electric plane or did he fly in a <laughs> jet plane? <laughs> His carbon footprint was like in a private jet from freaking San Francisco to, uh, to Switzerland. His carbon, carbon footprint, footprint is more than yours <laughs> and my CO2 emissions for the entire... Here's the thing. Here's the thing about CO2 emission. It's all That's bullshit. Funny, you know why? Bro. Because guess what? The trees... <laughs> How do the trees make oxygen? Oh, that's right. They use carbon dioxide. So with the oh, way uh, we feed the trees is if we get rid funny. of carbon dioxide, we kill the trees, which kills the oxygen, which kills you. <laughs> so we need the CO2. Funny today. Uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, so he was, yeah. That you might want to try to do like methane and stuff like that, but uh, cars yeah. don't produce well, methane uh, the way that, that you think. So Elon will come up. Elon will come up with an electric plane. So, <laughs> I think uh, they're working on that actually. Yeah, he's uh, or, or 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 they're air powered. Go down that tunnel. <laughs> Go down uh, that rabbit hole. I have no <laughs> That's way planes. over my pay scale, buddy. That's way over my pay scale. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was a great Axios article about what Dara is trying to do 
in he Davos. Says, uh, please. He says, can we? Can we, yeah, can we uh, okay, first of all, okay, <laughs> let, let's do this. Chris, do you believe by 2030 all cars and all Uber Lyft cars in California are going to be electric? God effing no, not going to happen. God effing no, okay, I agree. So, so maybe he's trying to buy time because he's like saying, we're committed, but we're just not converting drivers fast enough to electric. Yeah. Why that is? Uh, well, they're expensive. A, a I would buy like a 40000 electric car to do Uber with. <laughs> yeah, a, a, and a $1,000, $2,000 off is, is not going to be enough when it comes to the it. amount of drivers that well, are out there and not making and, enough money when it comes to it. And and the dollar EV credit is only extended for three more months. So you won't only buy a $40,000 car without having some sort of backup guarantee. Look, I like that dollar EV credit. If it's a true dollar, we're going to test that coming up. <laughs> but don't say anything. Um, four thousand a year okay okay that's good i get it okay but now it expires on april 1 april fool's day so i'm going like well i'm not going to go buy a forty five thousand dollar ev to do uber with just only three months of a dollar ev credit i'm just not going to do it right so which mm -hmm. side of your mouth are you guys talking about now here i mean you know yeah and then but then no, it, you know, on on the flip side, it's not too bad in California where you are in LA, where it stays pretty constant temperature throughout the year. But there's yeah. a, quite a temperature swing in my area where right picture, now, bro? I mean, right now, let me see, it's 36 degrees out. But for the last week, it was uh, you know 15, 20 degrees. It gets cold, and you know what happens to the charge on those uh, cold days? The charge have goes you, down quite a bit. Have so, you seen? Your have you seen the pictures of those Teslas frozen, <laughs> like yeah. lined up to yeah. uh, to get charged? Try, because they only want charge and they can't. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I, mean, love, I love Tesla. Here's the reality. Tesla. The the reality yeah. is electrification is part of the solution. It's not the full solution. So I don't know why they're going full steam ahead. Oh wait, that's right, control. But that's a different topic for a different conversation on a different yeah. type of channel. Uh, yeah. We're we're talking about uh, you know ride share in that but uh the reality is it's part of it you know there's other technologies that are out there that could be potentially either as good or better and nobody's talking about it i mean one of the things that i'm hearing about is you know your your cell phone the reason why i change my cell phone every three years is because the battery sucks after three years so that's why i'm on a three-year plan i don't i don't go with the latest and greatest every year i go every three years that's my lifespan of a cycle but that's only because of the battery the battery lasts for approximately three years before it just starts acting like dog shit. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're talking about a mini nuclear battery. I don't know how much you want to keep a nuclear battery right here when you're talking on the phone, but yeah. they're saying it would be it would charge your phone for 50 years. That, I mean, I couldn't have said it. Oh, not this one. I couldn't have said there, it better myself, Bryce. Exactly. Where is the commitment to the driver? You're telling the govern government, yeah, we're committed, uh, but now we're just going to give driver only three months at a time. I'm like, no. Okay, say until 2027, we're going to, we're committed to pay a dollar up to 4000 a year for EV. Okay, now we can talk about it. But three months is not a commitment. Thank you, Bryce. That was a good comment right there. Um, so anyway, right. Axios wrote an article about this. Yeah, okay, we know all the deals. 7500 tax credit. Um, if you're platinum, you can get $2,000 off. And I just got an email before the show, Chris, somebody tried to go use this deal. In fact, one of our viewers, Levi, Levi, shout out in Syracuse. He bought a Tesla Model Y with this deal with like a $14,000 in discounts. Congrats. 
But besides that, somebody tried to go buy a used Tesla to you and use this um, two thousand dollar maximum or a thousand if you're uh, gold um, discount. It does not apply to used Teslas. It has to be a new Tesla for this deal to the, the Uber and Tesla deal to work with with uh, gold or platinum drivers. So you guys be careful if you're going to buy a used mm. Tesla that doesn't apply. Although half of the 7,500 tax credit does apply on some EVs if you're going to buy a used Tesla according to your earning level. That's a lot of shit to say. So, uh, yeah. So Axios wrote it and then they go like... Uh, you know, how are, the, how are these companies going to entice drivers to switch from ICE vehicles to EVs? It was a good article. It puts out all the points. You guys should go read it. Um, you know, and uh, on the next screenshot, you know, it says why, why it matters. Uber can't force drivers to go electric. Hello. Yeah, we, we know that. Um, but various yeah, incentives have helped. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Have helped. But, <laughs> it boosts EV uptake. It, you know, did you see the EV uptake here, Chris? It's six and a half percent. They could they have so far they have converted six and a half percent Uber drivers from uh ICE to EVs. And I don't know if that number includes Tesla Hertz rentals. You know, they never break the shit down anyway. Um mm -hmm. so at the end, you know, now Hertz figured this is horrible it's, business. They're selling in, all their fucking Teslas. Yeah, I think in Uber Math, however, it benefits them the most is the number they're going with. So I'm is gonna that say that six and a half percent is probably going to include that. Um yeah. but I can't say that with 100% certainty, um, yeah. but either way, I mean, I know there, there's quite a few EV drivers in chat right now, I know, and, and they yeah. love it. They love it. They like it. And, I, you know, I, so I would like to drive an EV. I have one at yeah. home. I mean, I don't drive it. I mean, I have a bolt, but too small for a ride chair. If I go to the airport, I can't put a luggage back there. But <laughs> long story short, I like driving EVs. In California, I think what Chris said is perfect. You know, weather is never too cold that my battery is going to die or freeze or some other shit's going to happen. So it works mm -hmm. in California. So the big picture, bottom line, Uber has been urging drivers to go electric since September 2020, but the uptake has only been 6.5%, and it's not enough. So now we're in 2024, we have like six years to go to convert, I don't know, I think I'll bet you there's like more than half a million drivers in California, you know what I mean? They go like, mm -hmm. nobody's going to go buy electric, bro, let me tell you. Um, then Uber drivers get discounted EV rentals, I got that, okay, for example, and earn more per ride. If they drive an EV, that's the dollar promo. But like Bryce, Bryce said, you know, give us some clarity. Don't do like this three months at a time. I mean, you want me to go yeah, spend right. 30 grand, 40 grand after discounts on an EV, but then you're not going to give me any clarity. No, I'm not going to. I'm not touching. I, I think th I think the reality is if you want me to make the commitment for, yeah. you know, a few years, depending yeah. on how often I'm driving too. like if you're a full time yeah. driver, you're probably looking three to five years for the average car. You yeah. know, then I need a commitment from Uber for that entire time too. Yeah, exactly. So if you want, you you have to make that incentivizing enough to be able to not yeah. just be the next few months. I mean, look, we're almost in in February right now, so we got February, March, and a little bit left of January. So you got two less than two and a half months at this point now for for the first quarter after yeah. April first. Are you going to extend that dollar EV or not? I mean, what's going to happen there? We don't know. And, you know, to have that type of incentive is is not really worth it uh, if you're buying a more expensive vehicle and, you know, wh where are you going with that? So I think if you want us to make a long-term commitment like that, you have to be right there next to it, making that same type of commitment 
or at least giving a guarantee saying that, yeah, for the, the, the time that you have that car, you will be able to get X, Y, or Z or something like that. Um, yeah. I think something like that uh, needs to be put in place. I, I saw, by the way, the, when we talk about Prius, I saw the new Prius. I haven't seen too many in the street. There is like a backup list on those things. First of all, amazing looking car for a Prius because the old Prius was shit looking. This is amazing looking. <laughs> And the guy, I talked to the guy quite a bit, to the driver, the Uber driver. Uh, expensive, though, bro, like 40000 for a Prius. I couldn't believe that. But he goes uh, 10 gallons, oh, it takes him Prius? 700 miles. 10 gallons takes him 700 miles, bro. That's crazy. I'm on, yeah, I'm on Toyota's site right now. It don't look too bad. I, I love the black on black there. Yeah, it looks better you than look, the old Prius. Was blacked out. That's, that's not too bad. It, it's kind of sharp looking. The only problem yeah. is... Um, uh, it's probably a little small, but I mean, yeah, well, you, you well, can't. For, for ride share, Prius is the king for sure. Oh, I mean, look, yeah, I, yeah. You, I, you cannot go wrong there at all, especially no, with. Uh, and he goes, Look, Serge, I put 10 gallons of gas, it said go 700 miles. I go, Holy fuck. I go, that's like crazy. Yeah, that, that you cannot beat. You no. can't beat that at all. And, that's you like, know, that's three charges on a Tesla. <laughs> Come on, now. you know. Yeah, even even so, without the supercharger, I think your costs are going to be less. Not it's not going to be that much less than uh, the new Prius because they have a new software, new battery. Uh, the guy goes, it goes. I put ten, literally he goes. I put ten gallons. I guess that's the tank, and he goes, it goes seven hundred miles. I'm like, holy fuck, I go, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know so, what? Yeah. I'd like to see them make a Toyota Prius for XL. Mm. That would be kind of nice. So Toyota? you know, you get some, huh? If you're listening to Chris, <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be nice because if you could get a, a if you could get the range from 10 gallons uh, and drive XL, that would be awesome. Yeah, because then you're getting XL rates. You're getting you, you might have to spend a little bit more, but you're going to get a little bit more in return. And you know you, your gas mileage could still be you know as high as it is. You're, you're there; it's 70 miles a gallon. Um, so yeah, I, oof, no, I, I, I would not go in there. That would be nice. But anyway, so uh, yeah, Dara, um, you know, um, you got to incentivize us to go buy the. <laughs> you got to go incentivize us to go buy the goddamn car, bro. Unless, <laughs> unless Uber goes, hey, everybody switch to EVs. We're gonna put ten thousand dollars in your account, but you have with that money, you can you can go to Vegas with it. You can only buy an EV with it. I'll think about it. <laughs> But otherwise, yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna honestly, honestly, if they were gonna put ten thousand dollars towards the car note and like you had to upload the car the, the car note to them or something, and they say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna okay wipe out ten thousand of that. Okay. Yeah, sure. put the down payment in, I'll go get the car. You know what I mean? So Dara, we can talk about that. But anyway, so there yeah. you go. That's what's happening with EVs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh for those for those EV owners out there, hey, I'm glad you made the switch and uh you know the other cause <laughs> dog is right there i didn't realize <laughs> and she starts barking talking about uh it's like gonna be you're gonna be like uh gabe with the cat <laughs> yeah. all right so uh oh, this is a issue coming up important people please listen i know there are some delivery people here too all right i'm working on this story i need help okay community like last time i asked you guys help send me those uh by the way chris Every screenshot that I'm getting with earnings is blank now, bro. Yeah, you were saying that. I sent you my yes, mine yesterday. Blank. Uber. Come on, Uber. You're not playing fair, bro. I have 70 cities. Let me go to 100, and then you can blank it out to whatever you want. <laughs> I, like, 
how could you send it blank? Why do you even send it? What's my incentive? Because like, I don't are, believe like, the shit you send me anyway, but do you think I'm going to believe like, oh, it's busy between 7 and 10 a.m. Go out there and drive. No, don't change the game. Don't do that. Anyway, <laughs> so, all right. So there is a lot of uh, problems uh, in the delivery world, but this is also valid for the rideshare world to a lesser degree. This is all in Spanish, but you guys can understand um, I'm sure there is a whole bunch of Spanish-speaking people on the chat. This is like a regular search, Chris, on Facebook groups or Instagram or whatever, right? These are all fake account ads that you guys can go buy, okay? Um, here, the one on the left, top, it says, I had it translated, we can get you an Uber Eats account. Todos, meaning all over the United States, guaranteed in 14 days. Uber. This is a huge problem. DoorDash. I know DoorDash doesn't watch us. Why doesn't DoorDash watch us? I don't even know. Hey, Tony Shu. Tony Shu, you can stop this. Ask for face ID verification for all these delivery people. Look, we talked about this two or three weeks ago with trying to be PC. There's no right PC here. All these Venezuelan and uh, Ukrainian and, you know, all these immigrants or migrants are all doing this shit. They're going getting themselves an account. First of all, they're not the account holder, okay? They don't have the papers, but they have working papers. And they're killing, actually, the legally attained Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart accounts and Spark accounts. This needs to end. This is unsafe. This is bullshit. These people are not background checked. I literally can go down to, like, Eagle Rock here, Chris, and buy me. Actually, I can buy me, like, a Lyft or an Uber rideshare account, bro. And I'm going like, that's just not cool. So Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, all of you, you guys need to, you're actually on rideshare, you guys do a decent job asking for face ID verification. DoorDash especially, being the leader, 65% market share on Uber Eats, you guys need to start doing this. Because I know why you guys are not doing it. Because all those two, there's more, look at this. Look at the one on the right, Spark Uber Eats driver, contact, I'm going to get you an account. I'm like, what the F is going on here? If I can find this, you don't think Uber and Lyft people are finding this? This is unsafe. One of these people, look, I love the immigration migrant story. They come here, you know, they make, they work, they make a hundred bucks. They think they're rich. And uh, to me, um, obviously they're getting exploited by some mafia shit. Probably they give them an account, give them a scooter. I go, go do 12 hours of DoorDash, you know, make 250. Here's your 50. Give me the 200. I mean, look, that's this, that's a human side of the story. But the, the unsafe side is not every migrant is clean that comes into this country. So they're going to go deliver food to some house. And what if some shit goes sideways? Of course, as Uber Eats and DoorDash, you guys are going to pull your hands out of it. Oh, we're just, it's not our people. It's not our employee. They're independent contractors. You know, blah, 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 blah. Well, then you need to stop this. I'm working on this story. I'm seriously working on this story, people. And, and there's going to be some really good media attention on this coming up. Uh, shout out to my buddy Luis at Delivery TV. We're, going to, we're working on it as well because his community is mostly Hispanic and he has an amazing channel. So if you guys are interested in delivery stuff, Luis Berti on Delivery TV. This Look what it says on the left. This is Lyft rental account. Lyft. Unsafe. What the hell? Okay. This needs to end. I mean, you, you guys are worried about passenger safety, right? More than driver. We know that. 
What if one of these people goes by the Lyft account and, you know, um, sexually assaults one of your passengers and then that passenger now is going to join a class action and sue the heck out of you. It's going to cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. You guys need to stop this, especially on the delivery side. You guys need to ask for face verification ID for every goddamn Spark, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Instacart driver. That's what you need to do. But I know you're not doing it because the $2 no tip order at those base rates no other idiot is going to do that other than some poor migrant who doesn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? So we're working on this. This is bad. So if this is happening in your cities and you guys are seeing this shit, email me, Sergio at the The legislature artists are coming up. So don't hit on Malda, Jeff. Uh, all I'm saying is this needs to stop. And I'm sure it's happening in Florida quite a bit. Okay. In Texas, it's happening. In the East Coast, it's happening. Uh, Chicago, where the migrants are, you know, all these Venezuelan migrants are poor people, bro. They land here. Number one, they're getting shipped right and left in these buses all over the place in the middle of the winter. As if not enough, they land in New York City. What, what can they do? They got nothing else. They don't speak the language. They go rent a scooter from a guy for a couple hundred bucks. They go rent an account from some other guy and they do, you know, six of them live in a room and then they go uh, do DoorDash. Oh, okay. Unsafe. Unsafe. Hey, unsafe to the consumer. Forget the around, yeah. yeah, man. No, this needs to end. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, there's not much more I can say there. I, I agree 100 percent with you there. Um, when it comes to all this. So well, I'm not uh, PC, big fucking deal. <laughs> but with that being said, um, you know, on top of fake accounts, you know, what happens when Uber's support is trying Again. to blame drivers for using yeah. spoofing gps and things like that which is kind of seeming like like their go-to when it comes to certain things which is ridiculous but uh this, still is very frequent, this is very frequent email i get chris because you know these guys are hunters right this guy's in my backyard bro once in a while you'll get a 25 sticky you know what you're doing fight club <laughs> all the shit that you do you have that sticky attached. You go to a shorty, boom, right? Look at this. Look at look what Uber did. What is the what is the fare that they paid this guy? Six fifty five, right? Mm -hmm. What is the upfront? Twenty seven fifty five. Yeah, they Ooh, said, "Oh, you're lost. We're taking all that surge away from you." Hey, idiots in San Francisco! This is your algorithm. The guy is just playing with your algo. Why are you bitching morning about and taking the guy's hard-earned $21? I mean, hey, it's your problem. Fix it. The guy knows what he's doing. I'd be doing this all day long. I'd be doing picking up there, dropping off there, picking up there, dropping off there. All right. Not the driver's problem, okay? And when, the, when you take the money away and the driver comes to your black hole that is the support, the black hole of all freaking black holes, they go, oh, your GPS spoofing. You're accusing the driver of GPS spoofing. Do you have proof? No. The guy knows what he's doing. He grabbed the sticky. He did a shorty. Boom. He got paid. Pay the man. This is horse shit, Uber. There you go. Look what the, look what the support people are saying to this poor guy. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I want me to read that or what? Huh? You want you me to read that? Name. Yeah, huh? if you want. Yeah, go read it. Right. Oh, as I am very apologetic. Apologetic, but after checking all the details of this trip, trip is not eligible for surge because of GPS spoofing. 
We are extremely sorry for the inconvenience caused to you. I regret transferring the chat to supervisor. However, I will be sure to pass on the feedback that you have told me to our managerial team. Quincy, since I have already provided you with the best possible resolution, there are no further resolutions to this issue. I'm now closing this chat on my end. You can write back to us if you have any further queries. Thank you for using our live chat service. I'd be like, prove it. Where's the proof of GPS? Yeah, right there. Look what the driver said, though. Look how you know how cool the driver stayed. I would have blown my shit if they took me twenty-one dollars <sighs> out of it. Look what the driver said. I accepted a contract with Uber to receive twenty-seven fifty-five for my services as an independent contractor. If this money is not paid to me as it should be, I will be reporting this to the Department of Labor and posting to social media and tagging employees of the company, including Dara. This contract was fulfilled for the terms that I had accepted and none other. Any issues are due to errors on Uber's end. Boom. Dropping uh, that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. In your face, Uber. And then this very, very accurate comment, except that I know LA, where he picked up and where he dropped off, the elevation is identical because it's a sea level to sea level. Yes, this is true. So if you guys are going to do some shenanigans, people, okay, don't spoof it when it's like up here a thousand feet and then drop off at uh, and make yourself look like if your current GPS is a thousand feet and you spoof yourself somewhere that is at sea level, they're going to de deactivate you. I've had many friends who got deactivated doing that shit. So, uh, yeah, don't do that. Be careful doing that shit. Okay, first of all, don't accuse this guy of spoofing. I mean, okay? I mean, it's bullshit. The guy knows what he's doing. He hunted the surge. He got his money. What is that? Uh, Four-mile, eight-minute trip for 27 bucks. Hey, pay the man. Shut up. Anyway, so I get a lot of these. Now, Uber, you know, Uber goes, oh, yeah, we got to accuse this guy of spoofing because how could this guy do this? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure, Chris, on this one, Uber lost their ass on this trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I don't know what the... Yeah, what it doesn't spoofing? show what it was, though. I don't know, William. I don't know anything about spoofing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fight Club, William. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> First rule of Fight Club is you don't want, you don't talk about Fight exactly. Club. Yeah, you, don't talk you know what's funny? Club. My wife put that on the other day. <laughs> Fight Club? Good movie, bro. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So what else we got? Uh, I think all right. So, uh, yeah, we talked about the uh, G GPS and all that BS. Uh, now hey, we're, we're to some uh, some funnies and some facts and stuff there. That's so uh, we yeah. got some interesting conversation when it, regarding um, driverless cars, autonomous vehicles. Is this where you're going to trigger me or was that back at the bills? That was the wide right. But this is the second oh. trigger. <laughs> This is oh, that yeah. was a, that was the starting trigger. This is the ending trigger. <laughs> okay, so if I fuck up, I get a ticket. But if one of these coneheads mess up, they don't get a ticket, Chris. Free, free, like allegedly free, free not. Yeah, allegedly not. So when driverless cars speed or run red lights in San Francisco, they can't be ticketed. The question is, why? Why can't the company be ticketed for? them not adhering to the traffic laws when everybody else on the road has to yeah get get the cones um get the cones yeah bro oh, my cone, cone my cones aren't. <laughs> i don't have any cone available right now right. not so, not at least right here they're there i have them outside <laughs> so why are they already taking preferential treatment over humans already what's happening here i don't know well, so they don't ridiculous. break the law they don't they don't run red lights is that what they're saying 
bullshit. They don't even have to listen to when the police are telling them to go a certain way or not. They just kind of go right through everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no tickets. You just got to do run in the wild amongst the humans <laughs> without <laughs> a driver. And we're not going to ticket you either. But some poor schmuck Uber driver parks in the red. We have buses with AI cameras. We're going to take their pictures and send them tickets. I mean, what the F? Okay. Well, here, here's the crazy part. They actually say police don't have the authority under California's vehicle code to ticket the cars for speeding, running red lights, or failing to stop for pedestrians. How does that make any sense? What did it say again? What? <laughs> it says police that. don't have the authority. Do not have the authority under California's vehicle code to ticket the cars for speeding, running red lights, or failing to stop for pedestrians. What? For, for, How does that make uh, any sense? For- so, that, so basically, if they run a red light and they T-bone yeah. me and yeah. I'm driving by and I'm in the yeah. green, yeah. Uh, they one, they're not going to, but they're going to get a lawsuit up their ass because yeah. their their particular vehicle is 100% liable, which means the company is liable because it's a driverless car. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're going to see a hell of a lawsuit on top of that. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's basically like um, saying for, for a... Uh, um, you know, a pill company that says, oh, you know, we're, we, we tested this and it all looks good, but uh, we know there's a couple of problems, right. but we're going to release it anyway because we put so much R&D in it. We got to recoup that money somehow. It's like the exact same thing here. No, I, I think I think it should be equal treatment. You get a fucking ticket 100%. if you fucking break the law. I mean, what the fuck? 100%. Excuse my language today. I'm hot today, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is, you know, the, this is bad. I mean, you know, this is this is the typical... High tech, IT, bro tech bullshit. Move fast, break things. We don't care. I'm like, no, man. Whatever. Well, let it let it happen in San Francisco where it's a shooting range, anyways. And I don't mean that necessarily. I don't mean that literally, but it it is kind of. Um, But yeah, you go on. It says at this time, no citation for a moving violation can be issued if the autonomous vehicle is being operated in driverless mode. So, does that mean if I have a Tesla? And I mm-hmm. go in uh, uh, full self-driving. Does that mean if I, if it speeds and runs the red light because it's in driverless mode, then I can't Good get question, ticketed? Bro. Good question. I, I, I like that. Yeah, bro. Uh, Buffalo, depending on where in New York City, but I can drive from here to the Bronx in about six hours from mm-hmm. Buffalo, literally from Buffalo. Somebody put that eight hours. Yes, Melvin. Yes, Melvin. Talk about it. But yes, it's it's. Anyway. I, I lived in New York City for a year, and it's much different than upstate New York, western New York, central New York. <laughs> Sorry. Um, instead, officers are to take down any relevant information if an incident report and forward it to the department's traffic division and its commercial vehicle unit. Speeding enforcement in San Francisco has tumbled writ large. The police department... Yeah, that's probably why. I mean, let's be real. Uh, it, oh, look at this. Uh... The police department reported 811 speeding violations in November of 2015, while in November uh, this last year, it only filed 72. That's so, what happens when you guys yell, defund the police. They don't give a fuck. They're going to let this shit yeah. go out of control. Look what's happening. And then that's why you get the shit now. all up in San Francisco. And I'm supposed to go to San Francisco in fucking February, so I hope I don't get killed. Um, okay, oh, this is man. one of the gentlemen who emailed me, so he showed up. There you go. Nice. Hey. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not the player. I'm a fan. Okay. So now I'm going to say go Lions. 
Uh, now he's going with the Lions. It goes wide right again, and we're in deep shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the fake one right. coming up. Yeah. Yep, we got yeah. some fake. Shady. You want to pick up Shady, Chris? No. Huh? I don't know. You guys even, even shady? I'm sorry. That mask selfie is a little shady there, myself thinking. Um, Seriously. So, okay. You know, we have like 300 plus shady? people here. No. Okay, will but, you guys pick this? Pick this? Pick this? Well, what is that? Green or blue hair? Whatever the fuck it is, with a mask on, and the screen name is Shady. Okay, one yes, two no. Pick up or pick, no? I'm sorry, I would not pick up him, she, they, it, anything. Oh, is there a him, um, she, they, it? Not, anything you say, you're probably going to get in trouble for. Is there a him, she, they, it there? No, there is no him, she, they. It. <laughs> you can't tell. Uh, you cannot tell. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I will not pick up, pick you up, Shady. Uh, not a chance on the planet, especially with a goddamn mask on, bro. Take or or whoever you are, lady, whatever. And the one on the left is from um, Uberland. Remember, remember, Uber. I'm gonna show just... one a week until this is done. <laughs> I will definitely not pick up anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already anxious you know, you, driving. You know, you, you could be like, hey, I got a little something that'll help your, your anxiety. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. I'm already anxious that you're going to get in the car anxious. <laughs> I just want to know, when am I going to see the little verified badge next to one of these fake names? <laughs> I saw one. I, I, I forgot to take a Did you see, No, I no, no. Not, a, not an actual verified badge. I mean, like, you see anxious with a verified badge next to anxious. Oh, that would be the ultimate. With a yeah. verified check right next to it. That would be the ultimate. That's that what I want to see. That would be it. Well, I'll just make a t-shirt out of that. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uber is verifying names, and then it goes anxious. <laughs> this well, cannot like, be... On top, it says, would you pick up? And then it's going to show the little, uh, the ping screen. And it's going to say killer with a verified <laughs> yeah, check mark. With an arrow down. With an arrow hey, down. if you'd rather sure, let me know. I'll make it. <laughs> I'll make no. that. We can put that, we can put yeah, that on some I, website. If you're in my neighborhood and I'm driving, you both are waiting. Lady, oh, yeah. he, him, her, they, or anxious. You both are waiting. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. We'll be, right, well, we'll I, 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 I've got a couple of screenshots that you haven't seen that I, I hope to get a great right, reaction out of you. So, you know, one of the first things that we want to do after somebody leaves the car or at the final end of the trip, uh, what do you do when somebody's leaving? The car? Yeah. When when oh, the ride's well, ending, a, when the ride ends, you're getting day. out of the car, what do you do? Have a great day. Have a great night. Enjoy your dinner if I'm dropping off at a restaurant. Right, I mean, you know, some nice, okay. decent stuff. Yeah, normal stuff. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? Did, did you do anything know. else? Did you do anything else before uh, driving on? Before what? Before driving on, going either down the street. Yeah, I, I check. Or... I I pull over if I can and check the back seat for leftover items. Fuck! Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, so for those who are listening and not looking, um, oh. it's it's uh, some dentures. Is it's that some, real, some bro? Some That's not real, is it? Is that Photoshop? That, that are in? I, I don't know, but uh, I honestly, oh. it, it could go either way. <laughs> Whether it's it's real oh. or not, uh, oh. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> but yes, there goes it, my it, twenty in a row on lift this weekend. What the? F 
You know what? I want to make, you know how they, you know how some drivers have a sign that says, please rate five stars and don't forget to tip your driver. I'm going to say, I'm going to have put a picture of this and say, don't forget your teeth or any other personal items. Fuck. And then Wait, underneath it'll see. How does that even happen? How does that even go to the. the how, how does any how does any of the things that get left in cars happen though? Well, no, bro. I mean, this is the reality, mouth, bro. bro. Okay, phone I can understand, earbuds, whatever. This is in your goddamn mouth, bro. How does it end up? In well, there? and it's yeah, not but... even a good one. Look at the it's all crooked. What the fuck? <laughs> like, fuck. All right. Uh, that, that, I, I, I knew I knew it'd get you pretty good when I came across. I caught I saw this on Jesus. Facebook and I'm like, oh shit, shit that's awesome. <laughs> okay. All right, so now now the, the next thing that I want to know, if you pulled up to uh, a passenger and let's say it was at a Walmart and you got a car, you don't have a you don't have a pilot like myself, uh, you got a car and, uh, you know, th they had a big screen TV or something. What would you do? Oh, um. Well, I have a, I have an SUV. It'd probably fit, but if it's one of those like hundred inches or whatever, no, um, no, just, you're driving. Oh, no, your I, I mean, I, I will try to accommodate because I'm there already. So I will try to accommodate. But if it doesn't fit, I go sorry, it didn't fit. You just, <laughs> bro, these are good. That's Here's an idea for everybody. He had the straps though, and uh, you know, you yeah. notice the trunk is open. <laughs> Well, you know, the uh, who knows, but you know, I I think that's a that's a pretty uh, good idea right there. I mean, you could potentially. I I wouldn't want to do that with the glass. That's so ticket, I mean, if you look at the front, huh? That's a ticket. That's a ticket. Actually, it's not. That really I is not a ticket. In California, that's a ticket. In California, it's that's been, be uh, it won't be a ticket, and you know why? It's because. California has uh, different laws on things that are strapped to the car. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, actually, when when you're filming, like th this is going into filming. So if you're filming and you're you're using the car, um, and you're using straps that are strapped down to the car, um, you can actually do that. So this shouldn't probably have a problem. But and honestly, it's actually kind of an ingenious solution to, to some of the problems there. The it only is. thing, though, I would recommend. Do not put the straps around the glass like that in the front. You hit a pothole and your window is going to crack. It will That's break true. 100%. Um, so please be careful I mean, if you're going well, to do it's something a genius like idea, that. But I will not, you know, okay, in case, okay, some shit happens. You hit the thing, it breaks. You know, what, what, what is the owner of the TV going to do? They're going to probably go like, oh, yeah, they're going to come at you. Yeah, but, I know. I, I would never do this. I would go like, you know what? I will try. You know, I will try. I will get out of the car, open the trunk, cussing under my breath, put the back seats down, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And I go, if it doesn't fit, look, you know what the OJ Simpson lawyer said? If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. So all I have to yeah. do is call an XL. We're not U-Haul. Have a nice day. I mean, I will say this in my head. I will not say to the to the writer. But I will try to accommodate first because I'm already there. If I made the yeah. mistake seeing the ping coming from Walmart and I took it, <laughs> <laughs> that's already half the battle right there. That you dumb yeah, shit right. you took a 269 trip at Walmart. So you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but if you did take it, then I think you should accommodate. So. This is my quote Uber is not your mover. Yes, I like it. Uber is not U-Haul. No. You 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 haul. We're not U-Haul. We're we're not cut out to 
you know, next week we're going to talk a little bit about medical trips. Now, look, here, here's the thing. Um, the Super Bowl's coming up. Super Bowl's coming up. There's a lot of TVs that are going to be on sale right now. This is actually the best time to get TVs over the next couple of weeks because this is the deals. They're doing closeout year-out deals for the next generation of models years uh, coming forward. So, yeah, there's a lot of TVs going out. The um, W2s, 1099s, all those are coming out. So taxes are going to be getting started. People are going to buy TVs. If yeah. you are uh, in this predicament and you have a car and somebody wants you to put the TV, I don't recommend doing that. But if this is your TV and you don't have an SUV or a truck or somebody that you can borrow uh, or have delivery, which is usually accommodated now at this point, um, especially with like Amazon and all of these other services that will do free delivery over uh, you know, a certain point or anything like that. Uh, you should yeah. probably take up on that offer, but I digress. That could be a potential option for you to get home. Uh, just be careful <laughs> when it comes down to it and don't do it during the rain or snow or anything like that. <laughs> I agree with that very much. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, uh, for the most part, yes. Uh, same thing with uh, mall, mall pickups. Uh, yeah. It could be a potential. Somebody, um, yeah, somebody said like, put a roof rack, bro. I'm not in this. I didn't start this way. I didn't carry TVs. I didn't, you know, and pretty soon there's like Uber pet. Now there's also Uber child. Like you can buy your car seat and you can do this. We're, we're not supposed to do this for $2.69. Okay. I mean, be honest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, look, maybe that TV, you know, uh, person says, you know, throws you a 20. It's a two mile trip. You know, I'll just fucking make it fit, do something with it. But, I mean, most of the time, it's going to be a shorty because, you know, they're Walmart. They're probably going home like two miles ahead or whatever. And Honestly, also, you know what? Yeah, that could have been a Walmart Spark order, too, you know? Yeah, but usually they're pretty good at uh, sizing the vehicle properly. Yeah. And then, you know, if they're, if they're going to realize that the, the Spark order won't fit, uh, they do they do accommodate that. And yeah. um, we'll cancel that particular order for the most part. Um, honestly, though, the easiest thing to do, get some straps and strap it in the trunk because it's going to be a lot more secure and, um, it's going to be at least partially in the car. If you have the little flag, um, you know, that's something that you should put on it as well, too. Um, just in case you have to move a TV around, uh, I'm not, and I'm not saying do it for uh, rideshare or anything like that only because you don't want to assume the liability, but if it's for you getting a new TV, um, Hey, have at it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you accommodate, try to accommodate. I mean, look, man, you you accepted the ping, try to finish it. No reason to not to. But, uh, all right. So, let's hit it. Let's say tomorrow, noon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, crossfire between me and Harry. Yeah, I think it was good. Did you watch it? It was pretty good. Yep. I yeah. saw it already. So, uh, um, it's going to be pre premiered tomorrow, so you guys can... Uh, uh, go in the chat in the chat and uh, talk about it or share your comments and thoughts. Hopefully we'll get quite a few different comments on there um, sharing everybody's thoughts because a lot of these topics are, you know, open to uh, what you guys think as well and uh, can great create a lot of great communication between and uh, see where some people's heads are at and all that. Not only yeah. that, uh, like I say, we also ha are on market scale tomorrow morning. Uh, it's going to be 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Yep. Pacific. So we're bright and early in the morning uh, over our market. Still, we're going to be talking. We're going to be um, talking about 
how the uh, we're going to be talking about uh, major challenges okay. to improving rideshare safety and how the industry can work to find solutions to these challenges in 2024. We're going to be joined with special guests Chuck Gershman, CEO and co-founder of Owl AI, and Abdul Kasim of uh, CEO of Display Ride. We all talked about the Our display ride camera and yeah. also the body cam that's out now um, from Display Ride, trying to help things makes uh, make things safer. So. Yes, make sure you check us out over there. We're going to be there talking um, and trying to figure out some things when it comes to safety and navigating that because safety is another key. Yeah. Word. So, so um, people, okay, people, I asked you this like a month and a half, month ago. You guys were wonderful, accommodated me. I'm up to close to 70 cities with different time slots, different days. You know that Uber notification you receive receive in your app it's from uber so uh, we can't question that one so lately i got like a whole bunch this week that were blanks because that's what they do they they watch they go oh shit he's collecting some shit <laughs> so they're preempting now they're sending you blanks don't get discouraged okay when the numbers the reason they're sending you blanks the earnings median online earnings in your city is probably so shit <laughs> they're sending blanks low minimum <laughs> wage of this <laughs> they don't want evidence so when the numbers start going up i'm sure they'll send you you know the ones with the numbers oh, yeah. as soon as you start getting the ones with the numbers send it to me sergio at the rideshareguy.com somebody is asking my email sergio at the rideshareguy.com please yep. do me a favor go to our www.rideshareguy.com just uh subscribe to the newsletter i started writing don't you guys want to see how good of a writer i am <laughs> I'm actually better writer than speaker. I like my articles, except that. Um, no, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. And it's my adventures out there. Like I go do trips, I go do ride challenges, and put my numbers, break down my numbers, online hour, active hour, my cost, dollar per mile. I mean, it's all good shit, which is shit all you guys should be doing. So yeah, do I have anything else? No. Um, uh, yeah, we got, uh, then also don't forget on Thursday, we have a great behind the wheel with a couple, uh, yes. couple successful so that, was so good. Life. Uh, that, was, that so was a good one where Sergio interviewed, um, both of them. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then also Thursday for our members, uh, we are doing a members only live stream, uh, for our platinum members. So you, we will be doing that on, uh, 3 PM Eastern noon Pacific. Uh, so we will uh, get that scheduled up and make a couple of posts for that. So you guys don't have to miss that. And, uh, you know, we're going to do a little off the cuff, a little uh, behind the scenes, a little uh, uh, a little uh, good stuff that you may not uh, expect when it comes to to us. So uh, although not a bad idea, Bruce Smith, maybe I should start doing it. More people probably will read it if I start swearing. Hmm, maybe. I don't know. For what? I usually oh, actually the... don't swear. You know what? I don't swear actually that much. The reason I look. I'm army here. I'm, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I swear here quite drop. a bit. I, I swear when I talk to Chris, but I look, I'm not like that. I'm I'm proper. Like when I talk to CEOs, whatever, I don't swear. However, like did I swear when I talked to Ida Lee from Malta? No, of course not. No. Um, look, I behave myself. I, I have a I have a ignore suspend button that suspends my swearing. Okay, I'm Armenian. You get a little zapper. You get a little zapper. I get hot. Like when I believe in an issue, Chris, I, I get hot. Like you don't want to mess with me. Yeah. And I'm going like, when I see shit like this, you know, the commercial insurance complaining and all of the babble. You're a hundred and thirty billion dollar company, Uber. Okay, stop complaining. Run your damn business on your end. You know, we didn't hit the TOS thing. 
Should we hit that? We have time or no? Maybe next week. We should uh, that do, we'll do that next week. So then next week. We we'll do that next week. We have a wonderful idea, Uber. <laughs> I'm I may deactivate you, Uber. <laughs> you can be deactivated. Oh, you've been deactivated. <laughs> but anyway. All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining us. Please hit the like button. That's also free. <laughs> yep. Um we supposedly we get help with the YouTube algorithms. I'm not sure how that works. I know, I know, um, it's Ecozentric. But it's called you know. hard work, and dedication, discipline. And dude, I went to I went to crumble the last couple of days and got some crumble cookies. So Bro, I'm enjoying. You're looking. You're making me look really fat now, Chris. Well, I'm sorry. Hey, hey. Uh, you know, actually, I mean, shit, uh, from, from, from November, he's losing from November, the weight. I'm gaining the weight. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> You're November looking like a supermodel over today. there. I look like a fucking fat slob, bro. I mean, come on, man. November 6th, I weighed in at 203. Today, yeah. it was 176. So. 25 pounds you lost? Or 20? A little over, yeah. 203? For the most part, carnivore. And then I do a five-mile walk, 30 minutes of cardio. I work out every day. Well, five days out of the week. Son and uh, just eat clean. Shit. Eat clean, man. I mean, See, there are definitely times when I go off. Like, you look like a fat slob on the other side of the screen. Look at him. He's like, he lost half his body. I'm looking, I'm getting wider and wider. Maybe it's the camera angle. I'm not even sure. No. No, I don't anyway. take Ozempic. I don't take any of those, any of those Ozempic, things. Ozempic, yes. I want to be on diabetes medication. If you want to do, I mean, if honestly, if, if people are interested in learning how to lose weight and do it in a, in a healthy way where you don't need to take this stuff, it's, it's truly a life, it's a lifestyle change. Um, but let me tell you, where I was in yeah. uh, October, beginning of November, dude, I, I was, you know, I, I was not in a good place when it came to, to feeling healthy in any way. You know, I was, uh, I, I was having problems with like heart. I was having problems with, you know, just my mental uh, state on that because I was so like hyper focused and, you know, doing the stuff that I've been doing, like eating properly, taking care of myself um, and, and being rideshare driver, it gives you the flexibility to be able to do these things when you can, especially during downtimes. So, like, you can actually go out for a nice walk around your area or a new area and see that. You can go to a gym uh, or, you know, if you have multiple gyms of the same gym that you're a member, you can go to different ones and work out. And, you know, you can get in that. Because let, let's be real. If you're driving rideshare, you're in your car a lot. And yep. if you look down, I guarantee you, your waist is a little bit bigger than it was. And your health is a little bit worse off than it was before. I should do that. Um, so, I mean, if that's something that you guys want uh, or more information on, I'm more than happy to share it. You know, I've been Chris in at the rightshareguy.com, not Sergio at the rightshareguy.com, Chris at the rightshareguy.com, not me. Yeah, I mean, I've I'm been, I've been in, in the fitness industry for probably since I was 18. So, I mean, that's almost 20 years. So, I have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, the last couple of years, I just, took off and ballooned up i mean my highest i was a 215 so i've actually lost over 40 pounds um and you know it's it's doing it naturally and stuff like you know that um, we should so, do a, we should do an episode or a segment in a in a live about um physical mental emotional challenges of being a rideshare driver because it's not physically healthy thing you're sitting on your ass and your diet is probably shit you're eating fast food most of the time right and I'm going like, oh, yeah. yeah, we should talk about that. I think that's an important issue. I think we should talk about that. I'm game. Yeah. Let me know and we'll do it. Home. So, yeah. Stay tuned for you. that. We'll, we'll get it set up for you guys. But, uh, and then here, here, you know, actually, one of the biggest other things 
you know, yeah, you, you can say, oh, I'm going to eat well, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. Oh. But the reality is until it becomes an actual habit, which is usually yeah. takes about a month, uh, yeah. it, it's very easy to fall off. Yeah. Having uh, somebody who's you're accountable really makes a difference. So my buddy and I start, we, we're pretty much around the same weight. We had the same exact type of problem and we had the exact same kind of idea to, you know, get started. Uh, we, we send each other our weigh-ins every morning and it really kind of made that first month much easier and then it formed a habit. And now I'm at the point where it's like an addiction almost where I, I, I love going out for my walk. I love going to the gym. I love you know, doing the, those physical activities because I can see on the scale that it's helping. I can see in my form, I can see in my physical self that it's actually helping. So, um, and, and that's where it's drive the habit now. And, you know, I look forward to that. So instead of like dreading it, I really look forward to it. I'm really happy. So it's like a reinvigoration of that whole thing. Um, yeah. But having that accountability. And I mean, if that's something where you're kind of like, you know, uh, there, you know, we, we could probably work something out where we can get, some sort of accountability to kind of keep you guarding going on on you know keeping on track and, and continue on until things become a habit because once they come a ha become a habit it's like driving you don't even think about it you just drive so yeah yeah no he's doing great um making me look bad but it's okay i'm too old uh i have covid that's why i haven't done shit oh, physically not anymore. but um you know street what is it? Streaming frames. That's exactly the Seattle, uh, Washington rates. Um, uh, box 70 and 55. Um, yeah. So, anyway, thank you for joining us, guys, gals, drivers, brothers, and sisters on wheels. Uh, we'll have some news next week about the 14th. I'm trying to put some shit together. We actually have a great behind the wheel coming up on that with Torsten, the right chair professor. <clears throat> he graced us with his presence <laughs> and we talked quite a bit about that it's going to be a good behind the wheel um so yeah we're working on things um okay sergio at the right guy.com keep being my eyes and ears send me anything and everything i'm overwhelmed but i will respond eventually um and screenshots whatever you guys want so much love stay healthy stay safe um uh, we'll see you guys next tuesday do we have any guests or we free balling it? Tuesday? Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I, I, at, at the moment, we don't have a guest. Um, although I am setting up somebody. Uh, if, it's, if they want to show up next week, then they show up next week. Yep. All right. Well, that being said, have a great rest of your week. Get out there. Make that money. Be safe. Be smart. Right. And we'll see you guys Please. next week. Yeah. Hit Freebie. that thumbs up. Thumbs up.